All right, chime time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Welcome to Betting on Baseball, baby. Woo! Beautiful thing. No, it's not. not I mean, I hit last night. I don't know about you. It's a reminder, these things are very, very, very... Yeah, but Alexander Bogarts getting one of his one and a half uh, total bases. Had him striking out on a terrible pitch early on that game. Oh, baseball bets are annoying. You put the work in for the pregame show, and you grind and you work, and you fall one base short. But you turned the page, Chris because you were a winner last night. Damn right I was. I was right on the money when I said I didn't trust Connor Seabold. And uh, the Blue Jays, not only did they clear that two and a half in the first five innings, they got all the way up to seven. So it made it nice and easy for me. I'll tell you what. I know the results weren't good. Um, he didn't look terrible. He gave up three home runs, but he had the highest swing, the most swings and misses of any Red Sox started this year. He embarrassed Vlad Jr. Uh, in that first inning with his changeup. He struck out uh, all I think three, two of the three guys he gave up home runs to. He did strike out the first time. So he's got some things to work on. I, I, I thought the kid was pretty good last night, a big spot there in Toronto. The result's bad, but the, there were some good pitches there, Chris Shine. I'm just being positive for you. Yeah, I, I understand that. I, I, I can see where you're, you're not, going with that. You're mocking, you're mocking me. That's no, I just I think Connor Siebold, not all that great. That's all. He made two starts. All he has is two starts. That's I it. I know. You're right. You're right. I don't disagree. Uh, let me pull this up here. I was looking at something else for another thing we want to do here on this show, so I did not go back to my uh, correct page here. Uh, Red Sox and Blue Jays game two of the three-game series. And, of course, of course, of course, this is this is where we're going to find out about this Red Sox team. They are now, Shime, 2-6 and six against the Blue Jays. They are 7-15 and 15 against the AL East. Damn. Seven and fifteen against the AL East. They play twenty-two games their next fifty-five or something like that against the AL East. Nineteen in the next thirty-six. So a lot of division games not get much easier tonight. You got the Blue Jays once again. Uh, Red Sox are minus one sixty-five on the run line, plus one and a half. The over/under is nine and a half, juice to the over at even money. Uh, and the Red Sox are plus one twenty on the money line. It's Michael Walker who's pitched very well against Ross Stripling, who's pitched very well. Two veteran pitchers. Having a nice year for their respective teams. Stripling's pitching better than uh, Barrios Kikuchi in that Blue Jays rotation. So I'll start with you, Chris Scheim. Your thoughts on Red Sox and Blue Jays game two of this three-game series. Yeah, so uh, you mentioned already Michael Walker has pitched very, very well. I'm not convinced that the Red Sox are a better team than the Blue Jays, but I think I want to bet on Michael Walker heading into tonight's game. I just think overall um, he has pitched very, very well, uh, and, and I think he will continue to do so. So I am going to go... Um, under two and a half earned runs for Michael Walker in the game at even money. Uh, I think Walker has just been outstanding so far in the last month he or so, been. He's been and, awesome. and I want to continue to ride that. Um, once he comes out of the game, it could go any direction, I think. Um, but until then, I think Walker pitches well. So I'm going to go under two and a half earned runs for Michael Walker at even money. Yeah, I hate to go back to this um, because it's not, it's not something I love to do. But it's another matchup for Xander and doing the pregame stuff today for Red Sox pregame where he, by far he is their best hitter uh, against Ross Stripling. He's got four career hits and a home run. And again, they posted a plus number on his total bases number, plus 130 again. So I'm going right back to Xander, plus one and a, over one and a half total bases. Um, again, it's not something I, 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 I will probably decrease. I, I mean, I go full, might be like half a unit type of bet, a quarter unit type bet, but it just – it's too obvious to me, right? I, I can't let yesterday's uh, results dictate today's play. Like yep. the, It's a system play for me. He's got su- su- good success. Um, Stripley's given up hits to right-handers this year. 
He's got four career hits. I got to go back to Xander Bogart for one and a half total bases. Yeah, I like ignoring it. yesterday's result of falling one one base short of cashing in our twenty second win of Mutt's big bet on the Red Sox pregame show. Yeah, sorry, I think that's the right play, Mutt. I, I understand uh, your frustration with yesterday, but I think Xander will come through for you today. So I don't like don't the big minus bets. Like there, there's some other stuff I like today, but it gets bet. It's so fast in these baseball bets, Sean. There are a lot of smart yeah, people betting baseball. Yeah, because it's the only sport now to bet on as well. So <laughs> it's kind of hard not to. Yeah, uh, there's some good strikeout bets out there today for other pitchers around Red Sox baseball. But they're just, it's juiced up. There's a good Johnny Cueto bet, but it's minus one. I'm not, I'm not doing it. So I'm going to stick with uh, uh, Xander Bogarts. I'm going back to total bases over one and a half at plus 130, at least as a 1041. Uh, on this uh, Tuesday morning, Red Sox and Blue Jays will see if they can bounce back against an AL East opponent, which has not been good uh, this year. Meanwhile, I saw a tweet today, courtesy of the Greg Hill Show and WEEI, that suggested you guys were doing some MVP talk for Mac Jones on a Tuesday morning, Greg Hill Show. <sighs> you can thank Ken Laird for that. Um, <laughs> so apparently uh, our, our good our good pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens, Co-host of the Six Rings podcast, which you produce. Uh, yes, he is, in fact, a co-host. Um, he retweeted this last night from some account called MI Football. I've never heard of it. No Not blue check mark. work, but okay. Uh, just shy of 10K followers, so you know, take it for what you will. Okay. Quote from a league front office exec. Quote, the Patriots believe that Mac Jones will be in the MVP race this season. He's the best a second-year quarterback has ever looked. End quote. To which I say to you, Mutt, there is a 0.000% chance he does anything even close to what Justin Herbert did in year two. It's not even going to have, it's not even going to come close. This is, I, it's. I know you don't, I I know you don't like him, but how do you not replace that with Patrick Mahomes in year two? Dak Prescott in year two. Patrick Mahomes. Russell Wilson in year two. 100%. Like Patrick Mahomes. Good God. (laughs) 50 touchdowns and (laughs) 5,000 yards in year two. (laughs) And this is what we're doing? Imagine a Patriot. By the way. Imagine a Patriot. Now, what did they claim? What did the, what, what a Patriot source or what Patriots? What was the uh, what was the, uh, the Patriot uh, from a league front office exec? Christ Almighty! I'm sorry. Take that. I, I cut that. I'm not. I'm trying not to take the Lord's name in vain. Okay. Um. But give me a break. Uh, that's. It's embarrassing for Fitzy to retweet that. It's stupid. It's, I'm fine. You're trying. You're trying to. You're trying to go viral. You can say. But I mean, come on, Fitzy. Come on. <sighs> This is what we're doing here, Mutt. So, okay. What can I, I, this, uh, you and I agree. There's a for, for, Forget him looking as good as Mahomes, Russ, Dak, Herbert, et al. Okay? All those guys. Um, does it have the weapons to put up MVP numbers? No. We'll not put up the – st- They're, he they're building the team around the running game this year, folks. They're not. He's not going to put up 4,000 yards and 35, 40 touchdowns. He doesn't they're have the skills him. to put up – MVP numbers. Look at what Lamar Jackson did in year two. Another Look good at, one, yes. Yeah, Lamar, Mahomes, uh, Herbert, like uh, Josh Allen didn't even have a good year two. He exploded in year three. So yep. if this was Mac Jones year three, I might be like, okay, if he's ever going to make a, a massive leap, this is the year. Well, in if my it was opinion, Mac Jones year, year three, three with a legit number one receiver, too. Yes, like, 100%. Okay, Josh Allen had his blow up year in year three. They acquired Stephon Steph Diggs. Diggs. Exactly. Yes. Patrick Mahomes had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Lamar Jackson just ran for a, a million yards because he's Lamar friggin' Jackson. Uh, like, it's. Uh, it's it's frustrating and upsetting to me. But Joe Burrow, great second year, had a wonderful second year. It's it. I don't think Mac Jones is going to have anywhere near the kind of second year that these <laughs> Joe guys Burrow. have had. It's not even you. close. 
This is a stupid conversation, and it's infuriating. It, infuriating. It's not, again, it's not even set up for him to have a great year three. Let, yes, let's have a great, great year two with a guy who's never called offensive plays before as your offensive coordinator, no legit number one receiver, and questions on the offensive line. And that's not even taking into account the talent of the guy at quarterback. Everything is just take out whoever the player is. Just all of the things around him do not lend to an MVP caliber season. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Okay, so according to our friends at DraftKings, uh, he 60 is 60 to 1. To one. Yep. To win the MVP, not worth it. How, how much are you betting on that? Based on zero, <laughs> I would rather bet. I would rather bet on Trevor Lawrence at eighty to one than Mac Jones at sixty to one. I'd rather bet on neither, but Mac at sixty to one is just stupid. It's dumb. It's that is the most. Derek ridiculous Carr twenty eight to one. Yeah, I mean, again, there are some stupid lines up there. They're still listening to Sean Watson at twenty two to one. So again, <laughs> you're dealing with what you have here. But I mean, uh, Derek Carr twenty eight to one. I'd be more interested in. Uh, Joe Burrow at twelve to one. Trey Lance at fifty to one. I mean, jo- I, I, I mean, Josh Allen at seven to one is a better bet than oh, Mac Jones at sixty to one. It's, yeah, I mean, Justin MVP. Herbert at ten to one. Like it's all of these guys are a better bet than Mac Jones. Like it's not. Uh, it's, it's yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I don't Offensive. get it. I don't understand. Well, he'll look at offensive player of the year. You can get him at seventy to one right now. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, you and I are in agreement. I mean, you hate Mac more than I. I don't hate Mac at all. I like Mac, but this is not set up for Mac to have an MVP year. No, it's, it, just, it's just you don't take whoever the quarterback is completely out of it and look specifically at the situation. You have an offensive coordinator who's never called offensive plays before. You do not have a legitimate number one receiver. Hell, you barely have a num- legitimate number two receiver. And and there's questions on your offensive line. How does that set? any quarterback, regardless of talent, up to have an MVP season. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. And I, I know we they talked this weekend, uh, Kyrie and Barrett and Fitz, the other conversation about the receiving core and not having a number one. Is it actually a good thing? It's not. It's not. I mean, there's no there is no benefit. We're going to talk about today, that today on the Six Rings pod, and I'm very excited to get very frustrated with Kyrie and Fitzy. It's going to be fun. There's no, there's no benefit. There's just no benefit. I mean, it, I don't even know how you spin it. Like, there's I don't. Just, it makes no sense to me. I mean, there's such a track record of, like, Jamar Chase changing the uh, Bengals, Justin Jefferson Steph changing Diggs, the Minnesota. Steph Diggs, we talked about. Like, just Cooper happens Cup over and with over with the Rams. Like, it's... It's really tough to hear someone say that and want to take them seriously about football. Yeah, And, like, I, and, I, and at, these are smart guys, but... Like, like all four of the final teams in the NFL last season had a legitimate number one receiver, like like a stud number one receiver. All of them. I, I'm pretty sure if, if you even look back a year, around before that, when there was still eight teams left, almost all of them had legitimate stud number one receivers. All of them. And, and yet, for some reason, like uh, people seem to think that this team can just. Yeah, no, it's not no big deal. You don't need a number one receiver. No, you don't have Tom Brady anymore. You need a legitimate number one receiver. I'm sorry, that's how the NFL works. Yeah, and by the way, the only guys getting along without number ones right now, uh, we'll see this year. Was I was gonna say Aaron Rodgers, but he's still Devontae Adams. Yes, he had Devontae Adams until this year. So I mean, like Uh, you just go down the list. Allen has Diggs. Brady has Mike Evans. Patrick Mahomes had Tyreek Hill. He still has Travis Kelsey. Aaron Rodgers had Devontae Adams. We'll see what he is this year. Herbert has Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, Russell Wilson, even at least Russell Wilson, like, doesn't have a stud number one. Um, but he has Cortland Sutton, so I, I guess we'll see. But when he was in Seattle, he had Lockett and Metcalf, both of which are better than anything the Patriots have. Stafford had Cup. Like, down the list, you just keep going. All of these guys have legitimate number one receivers. Mac Jones does not. It's a rough sell. I'm not ready to do a deep dive right now on the NFL MVP. We will do a show on that at some point here in the month of July as we turn to our football month. That'll be a big, big football month on this podcast. I can't wait because no. I already have a lean and I'm excited to talk about it. With do you. not, no, do not, we all, it don't, no, no, do not, I don't, do not say it out loud right no, now. No, 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 I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not. Good. What, what's, what, what are around the odds? Don't tell me exactly because then I'll go look. Uh, around 20 to 1. Okay, good. Uh, meanwhile, we ask you to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Odyssey, the Odyssey app, and on Spotify. Sean, maybe you want to leave a review about Mac Jones and his MVP uh, chances, which are you. I'm with you. 0.0 for Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah, please feel free to let us know what you think. Uh, you know, I understand I'm a Mac Jones hater. Mutt is not a Mac Jones hater, though. And we're I like both him. on the same spot here about MVP. So just I, understand that, people. I'm a Patriots <laughs> offensive hater. I'm a Patriots offensive coaching staff hater. Yep. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I hate the idea of not having a legit number one yep. and trying to run the football in 2022, but that's just me. I like modern football, Sean. Sorry. Yeah. I, I don't same need three, cro- three yards in a cloud of dust. I keep reading these. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ramondre Stevenson, big breakout year. Awesome. Let's line up all those awesome teams that have great running backs. Yeah, how, great, the, how are the terrific. Panthers doing with Christian McCaffrey? Who cares? Oh, okay, we'll get, I'll say, I, I will save it. Uh, okay, so I, I mentioned this yesterday. We are team I, We're inside five weeks. Uh, inside five weeks till July 31st, which oh, is the yes. day that the state of Massachusetts. What, I don't know why you're saying yes. <laughs> it's, this is not. A, this is not a good thing, Shime. Well, it's also close to trade deadline for the MLB. That's all. That, yeah, you're right, that January. I think August 3rd, January. August 3rd, August 2nd. Um, so we, the the they have to sign the bill unless they extend the legislative session in Massachusetts, and I can't believe I'm talking about this again for a third straight year in the summer. But uh, unless they extend it, which for the last two years they have not extended it, and that, that was during some pretty trying times, including COVID. Actually, the one year they did extend it, um, where they could do special legislation stuff. But it's unlikely they will this year. So to get legalized gambling in motion in the state of Massachusetts uh, this year, they would have to had the bill signed by the governor and ratified by the House and the Senate by July 31st. That makes sense. I believe July 31st is Sunday this year. So technically it might even be like that Friday. I don't know if they always work on weekends because it's our lawmakers and they don't like to work, Shime. Yep. But I believe July 31st is a Sunday. Correct, it so, is. Uh, right now where we currently are is both they're, they're, they're in committee trying to hammer out a deal. The House has one bill. Uh, the Senate has another bill. Okay, the House bill is good. The Senate bill stinks. Okay, let's just leave it at that without getting into specific details. But they're debating it right now. And Colin Young, who covers uh, the, the you know he covers state news for, uh, I think it's uh, I forget exactly what the, the state news service or state news wire. He had a story on WBZ where it was like talking about how basically they're they're you know, we're, we're debating right now. We're doing this. They're actually getting the legis not the the Mass Gaming Commission is getting regulators, like, trying to get them lined up now for when they do eventually, the, the goal will be, hey, we pass it, and now the regulators already have a head start on trying to get some, like, T's crossed and I's dotted. Does that make any sense? Yes. Because once they get it done, the regulators have to step in and then get involved. So they're trying to get those guys ready. It's almost like, hey, let's get the, the landscaper lined up. Let's get the, the, the builder. We're going to buy this home. And what we want, the day we sign papers on it, we want to do X, Y, and Z. So they're getting those things lined up without having the home bought, okay? Mm-hmm. The issue is that even on little things that, and forget the regulators, the two sides are debating right now, and the regulators, 
like they're they're already arguing about it. And just reading some of the stuff right now, the the uh, reading from I'll read directly from the story. Okay, trying to forget some things in order. The staff recommended the commission generally rely on technical standards produced by Gaming Labs International, which commissioners agreed with. But a second discussion during Wednesday's meeting around the staff recommendation the commission explore contracting with third-party vendors for initial technical uh, testing of mobile sports wagering platforms revealed that commissioners were not on the same page as the commission staff. After commissioners raised concerns about potentially spoiling a future procurement of a technical testing vendor, the commission agreed to table the rest of the discussion until its next meeting. So on a basic thing, pretty basic standard thing, how we're going to go about testing out some mobile sports betting, how we're going to get data, stuff like that. We're already having this back and forth. And I only bring this up because if you think they're going to get a deal done before July 31st, you are out of your freaking mind. And I want to be so wrong about this shot. I want to lose this bet so bad. I never want to lose a bet in my life. But I, I would bet a large amount of money that we get to July 31st. And much like North Carolina, we don't get a deal done for 2021. That's where I am right now, less than five weeks out. And little things like this, lead me to believe it's not going to get done. Yeah, I think little, you're right. Little things. And it's depressing. But I think you're very much right. And I just, oh, it's sad. Because all it's I want to do is be able to bet legally in my own state. And instead, <laughs> I'm not able to. I have to sit around and, 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 you know, not do that. Because this is ridiculous. And I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's not that hard. And yet people make it like it's rocket science. So... So the, the, that's, a, that's a small thing. That is a super small thing that regulators are looking at that they can't agree on. Like As far as the two sides right now, the, the, the Joint Committee on Economic Development and Emerging Technologies, they're the ones trying to hammer out a deal. They're working on big stuff. Like, are they going to allow college sports betting? Are they going to allow advertising in games? The Senate does not want you to be able to advertise for sports books. In and around game shine. That's like, so I'm, stupid. Why would you want to, as a sports book, operate in the state where you can't advertise around the games. It's so stupid. I don't understand this at all, Mud. This makes no sense to me. The tax rate, by the way, the House has a, a, an operator-friendly tax rate, 15% for mobile, 12 and a half for retail. The Senate calls for 35% mobile and 20% retail. So it's like, I, <laughs> those are the big things. I gave you a little stupid thing as just an example of, in this state, you can't get things done quickly. And so to get this deal done... After years and years and years of treading water on it, before July 31st, I'm betting against it, Chime. I'm, I'm going – put that on my card. BetQL Boston card. Uh, <laughs> sports betting not getting done by July 31st. And if it does, not getting in place until 2022. Yeah. If it happens I'm, to get – if they pass a law, they're not going to get it done before the end of the year. Nope. That's, no shot. And we're just going to have to continue to drive New Hampshire. And Or in Connecticut, my good friend Mohegan Sun, now proud sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook, the Monday Night Program, launching last night. I'll be down in Connecticut Uh, uh, later in July, so there we go. We'll have to get you over to to a Mohegan Sun. Might be a good place to stop on the way down to the wedding. Oh, the venue, I'm pretty sure, is very close to Mohegan. Where's the venue? I don't know. i got to double check, but I'm pretty sure it's close. Don't say the venue. What's the town? Uh, I don't know. Good talk. Good job. <laughs> I don't, uh, I'm not 100% sure. Hold on. I can probably find isn't it. Isn't it your brother's wedding? Shouldn't yeah, you know, I, aren't you a best man or a groomsman or something? I'm a groomsman, yeah, but I'm just told to show up. Like, I don't actually do anything. Do you know what town it's in? You're a groomsman. You must have know. You must have know what town it is. No, I have no idea. You know. I'm, I'll right. just be sent an address. All right. We'll update this tomorrow. The week well, before. Well, the people need to get on with their lives. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Shyam, good stuff out of you, buddy. We are back tomorrow uh, morning at some point with hopefully less Mac Jones. <laughs> 
<laughs> MVP talk. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, but I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>